Today's letter is W, and our Agile word for today is working software. And as you know, now that we're all the way up to W, we've been going through the Agile alphabet, and we're very close to the end of this series. Now, W being working software, again, those of you who've been following along know that I'm not going to take this simple direct dictionary definition of working software. You can put the two words together, and agile or not, we know what working software is. But we're going to take this topic and peel back a layer or two. But that said, what is working software? I love this quote off of the agile process.org website. Go to agile-process.org. It says, working software is fully integrated, tested, and ready to be shipped to customers or deployed into production. That doesn't mean you tried it a couple of times and it ran without aborting. It means you created unit tests, QA tests, and actually looked at output to prove it works. Well, that makes me chuckle because Clearly, there's kind of a defensive posture. Someone has declared something working software, and it hasn't been fully tested and integrated. Well, that's when I started thinking about peeling back the layers. Truly working software, we have to think about the non-functionals, not just the functionals. I stress a lot in my training classes just like the one I just had last week, Essential Skills, uh, taught through B2T training, I made sure that a room full of project managers who were trying to understand more about what business analysts and what requirements were all about, I wanted to make sure they understood that most people, when they look at requirements, they think about the functional the feature. I want the screen to do this. I want the report to do that. That's all well and good. And product owners are the best source for that information. By and large, they represent the voice of the customer or the end user. So they know what they want the system to do. But building a system also consists of protecting the system and the integrity of the data by anticipating when people might go off script and do things that can compromise the integrity of the system. And that's what testers do. They are known for breaking the code or breaking the system. Why? Because a lot of people use systems and there aren't rules. You can try a lot of different things And what software developers have to do is anticipate what you might do. And as I mentioned, build software constraints, kind of guard what rails around to keep you within the lines. So with that said, working software has to not only focus on what we want to accomplish, but to protect the data and the processes and the business rules that govern the system. So when you're testing, you have to test not just your happy path, but your alternate or negative path. You have to also consider non-functional requirements. As a matter of fact, 
there's even statistics that say the majority of code in software systems is the non-functional and exception handling. The number is somewhere between 60 to 70% of code is non-functional and exception handling. So I've told, and I've said this for years to BAs, that if you only elicit requirements for the happy path or the most common path, that most common way people are going to use the system, you're only doing about 30 to 40% of your job. And what it does is it means we spend more time in testing because they're going to discover and test and reveal the exception handling that hasn't been identified. Now, I've put a word out there, functional, non-functional testing. Now, functional is the front-end things, the things that the look and feel. And again, end users, product owners, they're very familiar with these items and can call them out. But your non-functional, and just take a visit over to wikipedia.org for a very nice list of non-functional requirements or non-functional testing. They include things like compliance, endurance testing, load testing, performance testing, recovery testing, resilience testing, security, scalability, stress testing, usability, and volume testing. Now, not all of these will apply to every system, but there is some combination of these that do apply. And these things are those things that wrap around or even represent the foundation on which good working software fits. And this introduces the concept of technical debt or technical runway. So when you're building software, even when you're identifying features and user stories, product owners have to be made well aware that it takes a combination of functional and non-functional or front-end and technical user stories. So you need a blend so that when you produce a release, again, you have true working software, not just the facade or the front end. We used to do this where we just did the front end, build out the front end, and then later on built out the back end. That was prototyping. Prototyping is building just a front end shell just to get the user to react. We used to demo these prototypes. They're not real working software. So in Agile, we're not building prototypes. We're building working software. So think about it. Share this episode with your teammates. See if you all are on the right track and on the right page when it comes to working software. Well, that is our word for today and our phrase for today, working software. And I hope this made you think beyond just the obvious or the typical definition. This is Jacqueline Sanders-Blackman with Technology Expresso. Thanks for listening. Stay with us. Our A to Z Agile alphabet is winding down, but that just means we'll be introducing a new series. 
Stay tuned to find out what our new A to Z series will cover as we continue full steam ahead. Bye for now.